morning. Peace be with you. We have um, some water in the back, and uh, I know it's very hot, and we need to stay hydrated, and if anyone feels like they need a little water, there's some right there where Sean and Allie are, and they're going to, uh, uh, you know, pass that. I'll just go right there to the, the uh, shelf, and um, yeah, we don't want to have anyone get faint or anything, and if you can't make it, you know, tap a neighbor, and we'll t- tap a neighbors until we get one that can go over there, so... Okay, um, I'd like to draw your attention to the blue insert for the announcements. And some of these are week after week, right? Uh, the adult education, we're in Romans, and, and it continues to be edifying and, and a lot of fun. So you're invited to that after our worship service and after fellowship. Grief and loss, uh, not going? Okay. One, two, three. One, two, one, two. All right. I am not muted. <laughs> I am. Let's see here. I'll come running back here. One, two, three. I don't know. Always something. Always something. Okay, so back to the announcements. I'll get through. Um, we left off at the grief group, and down the the road here we have um, our mission Sunday. The jar is in the back. Okay, and then the, and you, there's a pink. Uh, form there, and that's uh, uh, the life scan. Have you seen that? And uh, if you, uh, when you sign up, it, what is it we mentioned or write in that uh, you're a member of Reformation Lutheran, there's a discount? Okay. A rebate, yeah, and so the church gets a credit here. Okay, and then it's um, the movie night, if you look on the back of the sheet here, we have a movie night that's coming up on August 11th from 4 to 9 o'clock. And then the backpack giveaway, that's also on your blue sheet here. Um, we are looking to come up with uh, $500 in donations. And 
if you haven't yet and you're able to, would you consider uh, donating some money so that we can go out and purchase items that these kids um, need uh, for school? And um, that would be great. We are in partnership with Victory Outreach on this. And um, so please consider that. And cooling stations, how's everyone doing through the heat? And we're getting a little bit of a reprieve, but we have the social hall available during the week. Please call first, make sure somebody's here, but uh, come on by and visit. And uh, uh, I'll sit in the cool air with you. Or you can read a book or, you know, however you want to do it. But we want to make sure that you're comfortable and bring a friend. Invite a friend. And I think that's it. Lunch with Pastor Ken is next week on Wednesday at 1130. So come and we'll uh, visit and we'll have a devotion and, and, uh, and, and lunch. So you've got to bring your own bag lunch, though. Okay? So why don't we stand now? Hey, Robin. <laughs> Good to see you. And, uh, oh, somebody... Okay, yeah, on the Lifeline screening that is coming up on the 4th, um, we need some help uh, hosting. So what does that mean? Well, it means uh, we've got cookies. If you can bring some cookies and bake some, we need cookies. And then smiling faces to our neighbors as they come and greeting them. The reason that we're doing this is that so that people see and know that this church is here. And they see that we are welcoming and, and um, maybe with an invitation, they'd like to come and worship with us. Okay? All right. Well, let's sing as unto the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God, our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Join us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of his holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. 
and as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, And for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help. Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain. Blood set us free to be people of God, power and riches and wisdom and strength be to and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God, alleluia, sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation, blessing and honor and glory and might and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, the protector of all who trust in you. Strengthen our faith and give us courage to believe that in your love you will rescue us from all adversities. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
Good morning. The first reading this morning is from Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 13. Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17. When I read this, I was reminded that every day in the world, it rains somewhere. And so every day, there's a rainbow, even if it's not here. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and your descendants, after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. We will read Psalm 136, verses 1 through 9, responsively. Please see page 6 and 7 of the bulletin. Psalm 136, verses 1 through 9. Page 6 and 7. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who, by his understanding, made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever the moon and stars to govern the night. His love endures forever. The third reading, the epistle, is from Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1820. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that, out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, 
to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel reading this morning is from St. Mark, chapter 6, verses 45 through 56, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1563. St. Mark, chapter 6, 45 through 46. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida. And while he dismissed the crowd, after leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. And later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that the disciples were straining at the oars because the wind was against them. And shortly before dawn, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. And they cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down, and they were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. And when they had crossed over, they landed at Genesaret, and they anchored there, and As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. And they begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. 
I've got some stories to tell you this morning that I recently heard. And again, I will tell you in a proper proclamation, if the pastor does it and he gets out of the way, it's going to follow a, you need Jesus. This is what Jesus has done. And come. Here is Jesus right now. But the first part is you need Jesus. I heard a story from a pastor that one of his congregants, a woman devout, she um, asked the pastor to come over to her house as her husband was nearing time to pass away. And this, this man never went to church. In fact, he was an unbeliever. In fact, he made no bones about it that he was an unbeliever. And so the pastor went upstairs to talk to the man, and he told him about the gospel, the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. The man said to him, he says, Now, preacher, you don't have to go through all that for me. He says, I've been pretty good. I've been honest and I've been kind. You don't have to tell me all that. I'll take my chances. The pastor said to him, what if it is such that you've got no chance at all without him? And the man said, Pastor, I appreciate it, but I'll take my chances. And that was it. You see, That man, the pastor said, passed away that day without having repented and believed. Another story. Another old man, a prominent man in Southern California many years ago, was on his deathbed, as they say. And he called his children to be by him. There were four boys. Three of them had walked with the Lord. Three of them knew the saving grace. They were baptized believers. One of them wasn't. In fact, he had run away, and they had brought him back from the East Coast. And the boys were assembled around their father's bed. And the old man said to each one of the sons, to the one side, he says, "Uh, I'll see you in the morning. Oftentimes people will say that it's, it's, there is no time in heaven. It's as if I'll see you in the morning. To another, he said, I'll see you soon. And to the third son, he said, I will see you one day in his time. And to the fourth son, he said, goodbye, son. So I said, Daddy, why? What? Why can't you say, you'll see me in the morning? He says, son, the way you've been living your life, you are unrepentant. This is the last time I will ever see you. And with that, the young man fell to his knees And he asked God for forgiveness. He repented. And he believed. 
And there was joy in that house because healing had come. And the father said, I'll see you in the morning, son. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. Our children need Jesus. Our neighbors need Jesus. Our community, this world needs Jesus. People are in two types of states. They're either active or reactive. Reactive is pretty easy to to describe. Reactive people are people that wait for you to say something to them or about them and they react. Here's an example. Have you ever been in a car and someone's eating an apple and they get down to the core and they toss the apple out the window? That's littering. And, and you can say something like, that's littering. They'll go, no, it's not. You say, well, I noticed you don't throw any money out the window. That's littering. And their reaction will be, no, it's for the animals, for something to eat. Reactive. Okay, great. Here's some reaction, too. So the animal comes down to the highway one night to get a healthy snack, and a Winnebago runs over him. Reactive. Now, here's an active example. There was a man that had been working for a company for 15 years, and his boss came to him and gave him his notice that he had been laid off. And uh, the boss was heartbroken, and so were the employees around. He was a good employee. And the man cleared out his desk, and he wasn't, didn't have to leave that day. He had time, but he cleared his desk out, and he cleaned things up, and he went away before lunch. But he didn't come back after lunch, and people started to get worried. They wondered, where could he be? And it got close to 5 o'clock, and here he came, and he's wearing a brand-new company logo shirt. And he had spent all that time writing 60 thank you notes to every employee that was there that had been there during his 15 years and what they meant to him. Active. And when asked, why are you wearing that shirt? Aren't you upset? He goes, no. This company has been so good to me for 15 years They've, I've learned so much from this. I've become uh, very good because of the training that I got. And you know what? I can't wait to see what God has in store for me next. That's active. Now let's talk about our readings today. Here we have the boys <laughs> in the boat. And there been dismissed by Jesus, and you'll remember um, that they'd just seen a miracle. You know, they were reactive. Jesus, you know, they said to him last week, you remember from the, from the readings, we got a lot of people here, Jesus, and you need to send them away so they can go get something to eat. 
because we just don't have that kind of money to pay for it and, and so forth. He goes, Jesus said to him, what? He says, you feed them, right? And he says, how much, what food do we have? And, and they had five loaves, right, and two fish. And Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. Sound familiar? And what was it? 5,000 were fed, something like that, right? Men, remember that? So we know that there were women there too and children. So a whole lot of people were fed. The, the, the apostles were reactive. What are you, nuts? Five loaves of bread? How are you going to do that? They didn't get it. They just didn't get it. We're in the 10th week of Pentecost. And that's when the power came. And that's when the Holy Spirit came upon the believers. Correct? Right? And that caused them and allowed them to be active rather than reactive. And so here we have the scene. Jesus had just fed all those people. He sent the guys across the lake on the boat. He went up on a hill to pray alone. He had dismissed the people. Jesus knew that storm was there. It was about four hours or so that they were toiling through the night to get across. And he comes and he walks out there. And it says that he almost walked by them. Did you, did you see that? Did you hear that? It's like, what is he going to, you know, Jesus was walking. It said right here, it says um, that immediately he made him go. Later that night. Uh, shortly before dawn, he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. So he was going to walk by him. Well, that, that points to uh, an earlier story when Moses said, let me see you. And God says, you can't look at me, you'll die. No, I got to see you. He goes, all right, I'll tell you what. Cleft of the rock. God put his hand over him, and then he walked by him so that he could see his glory. There's a little bit of a parallel there with Christ. Christ was showing his divinity. He's walking on water in front of these guys. By the way, the second time, right? These guys just didn't get it. And, and they, we hear in the, the weeks coming, they still don't get it. They're still reactive. What happened? Well, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. They were... In the flesh, they were being reactive. They're saying, I have to see with my own eyes. I, you have to prove it to me. And even when he proved it to them, they still didn't get it. Now, we are kind of that way too. We have this propensity to want to know why God is doing what he's doing. We want to we look not straight at the cross, Good theologians of the cross look at what Christ did. Him crucified. Him resurrected. But theologians of glory want to come along the side and they want to see, you know, if God's doing something like that, you know, we want to know. We want to, we want to kind of like see. We want to get into, into God's dresser drawers. Anyone do that when you were a kid? Do you ever go through your parents' dresser drawers? I want to see what's in there, you know. And, 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 and God says, no, you can't do that, you know. My ways aren't your ways. But we still want to do that. And we are still in this reactive 
type of a, of a mode, and it's our flesh. It's our flesh. So what does Jesus continue to do? Well, he gets in the boat, and they go to Genesaret, or Genesaret, or Genesaret. I don't know how to pronounce it, but that place. And the people heard, and they brought their sick, and they felt, if only I touched the edge of his... And who else did that a few weeks ago? The woman, right? Who had had the horrible hemorrhaging for many years, 10 years or 12 years, 12 years. And she just touched the edge. Jesus heals. Jesus is walking with them. And some see it, some get it, and some don't. There's another point here in Jesus saying to these to his disciples, he says to them and he says to you and me, he says, take heart. It is I, the one that's walking on water, the one who causes storms to subside. Fear not, it is me. Fear subsides with Christ. Disease is eradicated with Christ. This is what Jesus does. And yes, death is no more from what Christ has done, his perfect work on the cross. And Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians this morning, it's a prayer. He is telling them that Christ can do far more abundant things than we can even imagine. With Christ, there are no boundaries, no walls, no chasms, nothing that keeps us from God with Christ. And he even goes so far as to say to, say to know the height and the width and the depth of God's love. He's trying to put it in perspective that you and I can imagine. You know, we can imagine the size and the height of this building. But we also know that God's love and God's providence and God's grace and God's mercy cannot be measured. And yet, don't we always want to go and we're going to sneak up on God and say, hey, what are you measuring now? You know, it's, we want to look back here and see what God is doing. But he's saying, no, it's so big, you can't measure it. So what am I supposed to do with it? He's big, I get it, Pastor Ken. He's got it covered, he walks on water. People touch his gown and, and they're healed. And I can be active or I can be reactive. And sometimes when I'm at my best, I'm active. But a lot more times I'm reactive well, this is what we have. We have the ability like that son that the father said goodbye. To us, the father says, I'll see you in the morning. Even if we are reactive. We feel better when we're active. How do we stay active? We stay close. We sit close together. We row this boat together. We engage with each other actively with this heart 
that says, boy, I can't wait to work side by side with this person for this goal, for this mission. I can't wait for Sunday to sit and worship with my friends because I sit in the same place every time. Yeah, I am right, huh? That's, that's Lutheran, right? But, but we, we've already been covered by what Christ has done. Christ became sin for us. And so like that man that says, I'll take my chances, he had no chance. Because he stood there guilty as a sinner. But for those who repent and believe and are baptized, we stand there clothed in Christ. We stand there clothed and sealed by the Holy Spirit. And so the chance doesn't even come into it. We're in. We're in. And God gives us reminders of his covenant. The last part of this. The covenant that God made with Noah and his sons and all the animals of the earth. Who can make a covenant? Only God. A lasting, everlasting covenant. And he made that promise that he would never destroy the whole earth again in a flood. And then every Sunday, Jesus, the words of Jesus, this is the new. Remember when I couldn't remember the word? (laughs) This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people. For the forgiveness of sins. Who can make a covenant? God. Jesus is God. The new covenant. Here's Jesus. And in a few minutes we will come up. And to the Lord's table. We'll have a family gathering again. And we will hold hands. And we will partake in the true body. And the true blood of Jesus Christ. We will have grace poured out upon us. Upon us. Upon us. And we will walk out of here. Our sins are forgiven. We are refreshed. We have the spirit to help us to be active rather than reactive. We have the the pep and the energy to go out and love God and to share Jesus. Why? Because I think that you all want to say to those you love and those that you come across, I'll see you in the morning rather than goodbye. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Let us now confess our faith to the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Let us pray for the whole family of God in Christ Jesus, that all his baptized children be strengthened with the power through his spirit in our inner being, that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith and that we may be rooted and grounded in love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for all who serve in the office of the Holy Ministry, for Pastor Ken, and for all teachers and church workers, that in the midst of turbulent times, the presence and words of Christ would fill their hearts with courage and drive away all fear, and that they would be filled with conviction that God is able to do abundantly more than all we could ever ask or think. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for the leaders of our nation, all public servants and all in the armed forces, that they be given grace to fulfill their varied callings with honor, courage, wisdom, and integrity. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for all in need, the sick, the sorrowing, the lonely, the injured, and the dying, and for all those whose names we hold in our hearts and now name to our Lord silently or aloud. We pray that Christ Jesus would ever be in their health and sickness, their peace and turmoil, their joy and sorrow, and their life and death. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for all who draw near to the altar today, not merely to touch the fringe of the Savior's garment, but to partake of his very body and blood, that this Eucharist may to them be for the forgiveness of sins, for strength in resisting temptations, for service in Christ's kingdom, and finally, as a pledge of the glories of the life that has no end. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for the faithful departed. Let us give God all thanks and praise, asking that we may join them in the new heavens and the new earth, where the sign of God's everlasting covenant of peace and the eternal abatement of his wrath through the sacrifice of his Son fills all hearts with unending joy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Hey, Liz, who's the composer of that? Okay, today is Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach Day. Right, Ed? Remember, we talked about that yesterday, Ken? And um, so thank you for that. Um, Johann Sebastian Bach was a Lutheran. And um, so <laughs> thank you. That was cool. How about that, guys? Huh? Men's Bible study? Yeah? Yeah? Will you please stand? Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and prayers to, and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, out of power and might, heaven and earth are In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his triumphant coming again. Let us now pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The new covenant. The new best covenant for us, for you, given by him. You may be seated, and our ushers will bring you up.
Will you please stand? I pray for you that today touched your heart. Um, it's just that serious. There are people, it sounds like a fantasy or a fantastic story, but there are people that will take their chances with God. And we know that that's not going to work well for them. We know that he became sin for us, and either we throw our sin on him or we stand alone as sinners in front of God. And so I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to your heart and give you words to speak in love actively to those around that don't know Christ or maybe at one time did but feel so far apart from him that they don't feel like they can come back. I pray that you would give them encouragement to come back. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Blessed assurance.